Before I start my inaugural podcast, I feel it's important to address the troubling and tragic event that occurred on January 6th. The domestic terror attack in Washington, D.C. Because let's call it for what it was, an attack perpetrated on Americans by Americans. I won't rehash the timeline that set the events in motion. That should be well known and established by now. Instead, I'm going to quote from an unclassified memorandum from the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Quote, the violent riot in Washington, D.C. on January 6, 2021 was a direct assault on the U.S. Congress, the Capitol building, and our constitutional process. We mourn the deaths of the two Capitol policemen and others connected to these unprecedented events. We witnessed actions inside the Capitol building that were inconsistent with the rule of law. The rights of freedom of speech and assembly do not give anyone the right to resort to violence, sedition, and insurrection." End quote. That was a quoted excerpt from a memorandum from the Joint Chiefs of Staff, January 12, 2021. No matter who is to blame, no matter how strong the political beliefs, what happened should have never happened. For the sake of the healing of our nation, it should never happen again. Whatever we do, Whatever we have to do, I ask all Americans, let it never happen again. Okay, time to podcast. So hey there, welcome to KD's Place, the podcast for the geek in you. I'm your host, KD. So I'm thinking I should do one of those, who is this guy type of intros? Well, I'm the author of a number of series, the Dreamweaver series, the Adrian's Children series, the Urban Legends series, and the Iska series. I also drink coffee. I drink a lot of coffee. So you'll forgive me in advance if I pause and you hear the occasional sip. Wait, sip or slurp? Eh, let's stick with sip. You can read what each of the series are about by going to katiewebster.com. I'm also on Facebook where a good majority of my posts are skits featuring characters from my books interacting with each other. I think that's a bit harder to explain. Much easier to just see it for yourself. Find me on Facebook under KD Webster. I'm also on Twitter. You can find me there at KD Webster 4. That's KD Webster, the number 4. Got it? Okay, cool. 
So I thought for my inaugural podcast, I'd talk about the movie that pulled me into the world of animation. Quick cool note though. This inaugural podcast is being recorded on inauguration day. I know, right? How cool is that? Okay, let's get into it. So, on July 16, 1988, an anime film hit the Japanese big screen for the first time. It was post-apocalyptic and had that oh-so-cool futuristic motorcycle. Over 30 years later, it's still one of the most talked about films of all time. Now, for most of you cats listening to this, that intro alone is enough to say, ah, I know exactly what movie KD's hits in it. For the rest, I'm talking about, wait, hold on. Let me pause a few seconds for dramatic suspense. Akira. For a lot of us, Akira is where we cut our teeth getting into the world of anime, manga, and other forms of Japanese animation. Now, although the opening scene starts in the year 1988, the rest of the movie takes place in 2019. Tokyo, Japan had been destroyed by a cataclysmic event. The city was rebuilt and renamed Neo-Tokyo. This Tokyo might have been new, but it wasn't improved. Terrorist bombings, corrupt politicians, violent protests, it all set the stage for a city on edge. And at the center of it all, a young man named Tetsuo Shima, a member of a biker gang along with his friend since childhood, Shitaro Kaneda, he leads the gang. Oh, by the way, if I jack up these names, just give me a pass this time. I promise to do better going forward. Okay? Cool. Now, during a clash with the rival biker gang, Tetsuo crashes his motorcycle into a boy with psychic powers. This awakens the dormant telekinetic and telepathic powers in Tetsuo. What follows becomes a cautionary tale of absolute power corrupting absolutely. Tetsuo fights a losing battle against the powers ravaging his mind and body, all the while destroying Tokyo bit by bit in the process. Three decades ago, another psychic with incredible powers did the same thing to Tokyo. That person was called Akira. Tetsuo's quest to find the legendary Akira culminates in the showdown between himself and Kaneda, along with the military and other psychics called Espers. If you want to see the movie for yourself, a version of it is on Hulu. At least it was as of the recording of this podcast. Hopefully it still is. I first saw the movie in the early 90s. As I was watching it, I remember thinking, I wonder if 2019 would be anything like this. Of course, now, that was almost two years ago. 
pretty sure back then the writer of Akira, Katsuhiro Atomo, didn't factor in the early stages of a pandemic. Speaking of Atomo, and again, forgive me if I'm jacking up the names. Akira the anime movie is loosely based on this early 80s manga series of Akira. I say loosely because most of the movie's plot goes in a different direction than the manga. Now, how much? I don't know. I confess, I never read the manga series. But those who have, I'd love to hear from you. From the time of the film's debut in 1988 to now, Akira has grossed over $80 million worldwide. To this day, it's still considered one of the greatest animated films of all time. I mentioned earlier that I, like so many others, cut my teeth on Akira. Thing is, the movie was so groundbreaking, it made an immediate impact on pop culture. Its biggest influence, it made inroads for the growth of Japanese culture in the Western world. 30 years later, Kandeda's motorcycle is still one of the most recognizable bikes in anime. So many anime, manga, and animation movies past and present owe their success to the influence of Akira. Pokemon, Dragon Ball Z, Naruto, there I go, jacking up a name again. But none of these would have become the global cultural phenomena that they are now without Akira. Good thing too, because what would life be without seeing Goku pull off a Kamehameha wave at least once? Without Akira, I seriously doubt there'd be a ghost in the shell, for which I'm personally grateful. Because Ghost in the Shell, standalone complex, is hands down my favorite anime series. Now, pretty much every fan of the film has a favorite scene, a favorite character, or both. Now, I don't have a favorite character, but the scene that stood out to me was the hospital scene. Tetsuo wakes up in the hospital bed with a headache. Now, I can't remember if it was a hallucination or a manifestation of the psychic powers, but when those toys and stuffed animals became animated, I had my eyes bucked wide open. Of course, since then, so many movies and series have made their mark, both in anime and manga. I have too many that I enjoy to speak about here, but as the saying goes, you never forget your first. When Akira debuted in Japan in July 1988, it was the sixth highest grossing movie at about 750 million yen. That's roughly 7 million US dollars. Not the best, but not the worst either. Especially when you consider that back then, animation movies accounted for about mm, roughly 30% of the overall Asian movie market. When it hit the States in December 1989, it grossed about a million dollars. Again, nothing to write home about. But here's the thing. 
ever since 1988, Akira never went out of distribution. From Japan to France, Spain to Finland, Australia to the United States. The movie has consistently remained in circulation. In 1992, Akira won the Silver Scream Award at the Amsterdam Fantastic Film Festival. Okay, try to say that five times fast. In 2007, the movie was nominated for the Best Anime Feature Award at the American Anime Awards. I mean, it lost to Final Fantasy VII, Advent Children, but still. The guy who does Kaneda's voice in English, Johnny Young Bosch, and again, I think I just jacked that name up. He was nominated for Best Actor at the American Anime Awards. Extra points if you recognize the name. Yep, part of the Power Rangers franchise. Oh, that Final Fantasy VII? Another awesome movie. I highly recommend it. So, three things that brings us a little bit closer to today. One, when Tokyo was chosen to host the 2020 Summer Olympics in the 2013 bidding process, some people were bold enough to say that the Akira film predicted the future. Why? Because the movie was set in 2019, a year before the Olympics, and in the film, Tokyo was to play host to the Olympics. Now, because of the coronavirus, the Olympics were postponed into 2021. Now in the movie, a scene in Akira called for the cancellation of the 2020 Olympics. Crazy, huh? Now that was number one. This is number two. Since 2002, Warner Brothers has been trying to create Akira as a live-action remake. A long time, I know, but there's still hope. The last attempt was in 2019 with the scheduled release here in 2021. Currently it's on indefinite hold, but you never know. So that was number two. This is number three. Rumor has it that Otomo has an Akira animated series in the works, a sequel to the original movie. Now how cool would that be, right? Now I'll do my best and try to keep you posted on both the movie, if it happens, and the planned series, when it happens. So in closing, send me your thoughts on Akira. KD at kdwebster.com or on Twitter at kdwebster4. That's at kdwebster, the number four. What was your favorite scene in the movie? Who is your favorite character? And if you want your comments read on a future podcast, let me know. Before I close out, I want to give you a sense of what you could expect in future podcasts. We'll get into comic books and animation, books and movies, might even get into the origin of the radioactive donut. But if there's a geek in you, if there's a nerd in you, 
this podcast is the place for you. We'll have the occasional guest from that indie author popping in to promote their latest project to that down-to-earth entertainer just dropping by to send a quick shout-out. Speaking of shout-outs, I want to send a special hello to my best friend, Cletus. Cletus, if you're listening, I hope to have you on the show in the near future. So I'll leave you with this final thought. Take a break from your world. Visit for a while in mine. Come often. Stay for a spell. Y'all stay sassy and classy. I'm out.